holy. It says, for thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity. Eternity. There is no end to that government, right? There is no end to that. Whose name is what? Holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a what? A contrite. Who has a what? Humble spirit. To what? Receive. Oh, to revive the spirit of the humble. And to what? Revive the heart of the contrite ones. When we decide we're going to enter in, it says we are to enter in through praise and thanksgiving. We have to enter in with praises and thanksgiving. So before you even pray, start singing, start thanking him, enter in. You don't have to do it to music. It can be your own song. But he says, I love this. I dwell in a high and holy place. You know, in the Old um, Testament, you actually had to enter into the temple and you had to wash yourself first. And then you got to go into the holy place. But then there's behind the veil was the holy of holies. It's where the, the ark was. It's where, it's where God dwelled in the holy of holies. See, we're already called to enter into the holy place. But there are special times God pulls us into the holy of holies. Now, I don't know how many people have experienced this, but there are times when you, get, you can be in the holy place. And when, I don't know how to explain this except for, and I don't know if anybody will be able to identify with this, but there are times God lifts you up into a very holy, holy place. And it's called the Holy of Holies. And it's such a pure experience that I'm sure people have had this experience. I'm just going off what I've experienced. There is time in a season, it doesn't happen to me all the time, but there are times when he has lifted me up into heaven. And I remember the first time he wrapped me in gold and he flew me around heaven and I knew I hit something above the holy place. And then I learned later, there is a holy of holies. There's a place where God, he is those who diligently seeks them. He rewards them with really deep experiences with him that you can say, I saw him. All right, that should get you excited. Because we can enter into the holy place and the presence of God can follow us. But then he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Our words are not all worldly. Our worlds is where he's going to take you in the heavens. Does that make you excited? I mean, come on. I don't get there all the time. It's not a regular, it's not a regular bus pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? There is something that shifts in my life. And I never know when it happens. But when it happens, I feel it. I feel it now. Just knowing that he's lifted me up and he took me into realms that I know he was rewarding me for diligently seeking him. And those times, I thirst for those times. I want that time again. I want to have those experiences. And they're not things I talk about regularly because you don't, it's so, I can't explain it. It's just so pure that when you have the experience, you want to have it again. But if you're not even in the whole, if you are not in God's secret place, you can't enter that place. In fact, it's awesome. Somebody told me about a dream that they had where they were in the holy place and then a, a cover was put over his head and he got lifted up, but he was not allowed to see. And the Lord brought him back into the, the holy place. And so he still, he still spent time. We still spend time with God. God's not cutting us out. Do you get what I'm saying? 
but he diligently rewards those who seek him. Well, God was giving him a taste of something. He could feel it, but he couldn't see it. Talk about somebody pressing in to get lifted up. To get what I'm saying? That's why do we run? Why do we run to worship in the morning? It, you may not feel, the presence may not even fall, right? But you run because you are building your relationship with him. When you have an affair with somebody, let me tell you, you're checking your time. You're checking out the, what's going on so you can get to that person, right? Come on, everybody's been that, I mean, come on. Am I the only person, right? I mean, I was so in love with this one guy. My whole work's got everything revolved around me seeing this guy. That sounds desperate, doesn't it? But I, it was exciting. It, I was excited. Let me get off work. I can't. What time do you get off work? Oh, can't it be 30 minutes later? Because you just couldn't wait to see the person. That's the way God wants us to come to him in the morning. If we can wake up unto him, and I'm telling you, I, I'm not saying I'm sitting here and I do it perfect every day. But I'm telling you, when I look back at the times he lifted me into a very holy of holy place. And it's something that I can't, it just changes you. It changes you because you reverence how holy that is. Do you know what I mean? It's not something you even talk about a lot because you just reverence how personal the experience is. But God really wants to get us there. But when you enter the holy place, you first have to enter. You, have to, you really have to have a contrite and humble spirit. So he wants to revive you. If we enter into the holy place, he wants to give us, he wants to revive our spirit. He wants to, he wants to revive our heart. He wants to, he wants to, let me tell you, how many, I don't know if anybody experienced this. How many, you'll go home, you'll worship and the presence rests and you cannot move. Okay. That is, you are in the secret place. When you can't move, he is reviving something in your heart. He is working something that's not God out of you. I could feel things lift out of my body during those moments. I remember the first time, six hours, six hours went by. And it, I couldn't even believe six hours went by. And I could not move. I remember the first time I was late for church. It was on a Saturday. And I didn't even know what to say. I had to do some opening thing. I don't even remember what I said. I just remember saying, oh, I just, I don't, I just said, I went to a massage parlor all day today. Because that's how I felt afterwards. I was revived by that experience. That's why our homes have to be set to be a place of God. I was talking to Monica, setting your environment for worship is so important because you're not going to get into that secret place just by waking up and praying. You know, I'm not saying you can't, but you have to really thank him, worship him, enter in with praises and thanksgiving. You don't have to always have music. You can, if you just get up and praise him and start praising, you can start feeling the lift. Whatever level you are, you see how the little man grows? That's how fast you get to that place. The more that little man possesses you from the inside out, that's how much, remember I talked about the straw, not sucking through, you're not sucking through a coffee straw, a shake. You got the big, you got the big, you can, you make it up faster. I don't have to worship six hours anymore to get the presence of God to fall on my body. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I do not have to do that. I can worship and start feeling, in this place, this has been manifesting. Teresa can tell you when she first came here, the presence didn't fall like it does now, does it? Nope. Why? Because this is a place where people come with a humble, contrite heart. He is here to revive you. He is here to get you in a place. Now, I will tell you this. If you take it out the door and you manifest that in your home, you're going to experience my bedroom. It can have this presence all the time. Your room can have this presence all the time. Your house can have this presence all the time. But you've got to cultivate the vineyard there. 
you have to set, like as Jean called it, an altar. You have to really set that in your home and make that. So it says, where is God's secret place? Well, first, it's a place where a humble spirit and a contrite spirit come. And it knows how to enter in. God lives in eternity. That This is his dwelling place. It's eternity. It's forever. Where time does not exist. It is a secret place where faith is the only means through which we can enter and live. There, all things simply are. In other words, all things are in the present. Isn't that amazing? You can be lifted up and be in the secret place. And you can still see in the secret place. He's going to show you things about your life, what's on your heart. And if you can't, if you're so emotional that you can't receive, this was so beautiful in here. Tori was praying, but Tori couldn't really hear because she had so much on her mind. But Mamie had the word for her, exactly hitting what she needed to hear. Do you get what I'm saying? So when we worship in this building, that's why people come on Saturday. So they can be revived. They can, be, they can get a word from somebody. They can't seem to get it themselves. How many people have walked in here and heard something that you couldn't get yourself, but you were asking God for it? Okay, that's where time stops here. You enter into his eternity. And so isn't that awesome? Eternity means forever. It is a government with no end, which means, think about this. Anything you get up there, when you come out of it and start walking on this earth, that means it's already done. Okay, now I'm going to give you something really deep to think about. What you see up there, it may not manifest for a year, two years, whatever. But guess what? If you see it up there, it is what? Done. See, God now tests how much do you believe. Do you know what I mean? There's different things he gives us up there. He may give us something for somebody else. He may give us, show us something, and it could be happen tomorrow. But a lot of the stuff that he's shown me does not manifest right away. Some of it, some of it, I can say the, the shortest time was probably like a month. But I have some things that it took one. There were some things I got last year that have manifest this year. Do you get what I'm saying? But it was a whole year. But I could have easily taken it and done what? Make some of the things happen. We're not to work like that. He says we are, we are not to live like Adam and tend to the earth. The earth will bring back it will spring forth what's called for you. But first, it's going to spring forth where? In the spirit. Think about how many people that do not worship God and get into the secret place. And they're like, what, you ever hear that verse, walking to and fro? They don't know what, they just walk with any wind of doctrine because they don't what? They don't know him. They don't know him. God doesn't also, you don't go up there and he tells you everything. Do you know what I mean? He gives you, he chooses the times and the seasons to tell you. But he also has witnesses walking constantly around us, knowing that none of us are at that last man on the chart. But believe it or not, when you were in worship and you hit those heights, you were like that last man on the chart. <laughs> I'm telling you, he, I don't care what illness or sickness you have. We get somebody who's sick, we got to bring them into worship. We need to lay hands on them. We need to, that's, we need to get their confidence up so that they can have that experience so God can descend their healing on them. You know, some of, our, some of our work and our maturity has to do with our relationship with him. He wants to give us many things, but he's not sitting there and just waiting for you to beg at him like a beggar. That's not how, he wants relationship. When he said he was going to make me debt-free in one year, let me tell you something, the worship that year, when I just think about it, 
It just overwhelms me. And it's when I gave my big house away that I had the first experience of being lifted up in a very holy, holy place. And so when I think about those times, God, he rewarded me, not just with not having debt. He rewarded me. I know there is eternity. I know I could die tomorrow and you all can be dancing and happy for me. Don't one of you cry a drop because I know where I'm going. I know it's real. I know it exists. So sometimes half the battle in our soul, I call it little unbelievers, little we have little spots in our soul. Like we have a measure of unbelief in each and every, we can pray and we can worship and we know the word. But there's something that we haven't connected to eternity with. There's something we haven't said, God's going to do that for me. Is God really going to do that for me? Well, God says, okay, now enter into my secret place. Come with a contrite and heart. And I'm going to revive you and I'm going to show you that this is for you. But it's going to manifest on earth through our relationship. And that, how many people you know you're holding on to something? Raise your hand if you know God's showing you something. And you know it, but you, it has not manifested on earth yet, right? It's not manifested on earth. But guess what? If you saw it, you are not, I'm a, you are not going to die until that, until that. If your heart is right for God and you're seeking God, your life is safe. I'm telling you, he showed me that. I, he woke me up in the middle of the night. He said, draw a piece of line. He put safe. But now, if I were to track back and not live for God and not live for him, would, my, would that be safe? No, because we have choice. We have a choice to worship him every day. We have a choice to pray to him every day. We have, we have a choice. He was so good to us. He decided all right, I'm going to have some king put together a book, anointed. So whatever in this, it is the book of power. I love how people try to put other books, change things. But this was anointed by the, the, the king who might have been, I don't even care if he was an atheist. He was still, a power came upon him to do something for God. And he can use a lost person or a safe person. He's going to use who will do it. His job never changes. When somebody comes to me, oh, an atheist wrote that, whatever, right? God says he has his hand on every living, breathing person. But they've got to choose him. The king had to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Do you know what I'm saying? Something had to empower him to keep. It is powerful when you really think about it. When I really think about something like this that came together in a church or a king from King James you're, you're kind of really impressed. Wow. Did he read this? <laughs> oh, he was only called to put it together. <laughs> you know what I mean? But God is wanting us to see this word. See, he sent his son as a living word for us to what? See in the natural what was already spoken by prophets before it ever manifested. See, we can be prophesying something and speaking something that God showed us. It might not have to do with us. Isaiah, Daniel, all these people, they saw it. Go back and read all their words. They're not saying what they, there are times where the spirit come upon them and they had to do what? Speak. Then there were visions and they were writing out. Not what God said is what they saw. See, it's so deep. When we realize sometimes what, come on, haven't you saw something? And you heard it speaking, but you couldn't remember what was said, but you can remember everything you saw. Now, here's what's really cool. So Pastor Mike, he's spending time with the Lord. The Lord shows him something. 
The Lord could show me the same thing, but we're going to speak it differently. So he, that's why he makes us all receive in part. Because I might see something of the same thing, but I'm going to say it in the part and the personality that God created me. He's not trying to erase our personality. He wants it to be spoken through Pastor Mike because he knows how Pastor Mike thinks. He knows how Pastor Mike feels. So when he gives them that, he wants Pastor Mike, say what you saw. Don't say what you think. Say what you saw. Isn't that good? All right. So God will show it to me, but I will actually pick something else out that I'll express because I'm a girl. Do you know what I mean? I'm Lee. Lee expresses it differently. Lee sees it differently. But I, I'm, sometimes he shows the same things to different people so it can be spoken in the elements it needs to be spoken. There could be a part that he didn't see that I saw because we're also uniquely and wonderfully and creatively made. Our prayer life with him to capture eternity is the same for all of us. But our individuality is what he needs the most. He needs that. I mean, Gosh, I think about it all the time when I think, I'm just going to use one example, and I used it the other day, is when the Lord showed me Jamie, this girl Jamie, and she, I didn't know who she was. I just knew that Rachel one day comes home and says, Mom, I want to learn how to shoot a gun. <laughs> We're not from the South, okay? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, guns wasn't even a normal thing, except for you're, if you're in the street of the city and you get shot. You know what I mean? Like... When you think about, well, why do you think you need to shoot a gun? Oh, I want to kill a deer. Oh, right? I couldn't conceive this. Rachel's so pretty. Like, I just can't even see her with a gun. But she got on it, and she met a lady named Jamie to go shoot guns. Well, Rachel just didn't want to take the class once a month. This girl wanted me to pay for her to shoot once a week. She became so addicted to it. But now it's like, now I hear about this lady, Jamie, and everything about this lady, Jamie. Well, I didn't know much about Jamie. I never, I didn't spend time with her or anything. But I had a dream. And I, I mean, it was right before I woke up. I had worshipped and fell back asleep. That's what I usually do. Well, she was wearing this woman. She was wearing this runner suit and she was running. And she was running a race. And then all of a sudden her hands went up. Her knees went down. And the biggest ugly baby bursted out. And it had no legs. It was angry. And its fists were like this. It was bald. And it was angry. And it was like, I remember it so clearly. And it had, it had no legs. It had a tail. And it was then going, its tail was going back and forth. It was mad, but it bursted out of her thing. And that was it. That's all I saw. I'm serious. It really was so ugly that I went and got my cup of coffee. Rachel was sitting on the porch. And I was like, hey, Ray, I, I, no, I never tell Rachel my dreams. I never tell Rachel my dreams. I am I'm rocking on the, and I'm just looking. And I just, it started bubbling up. I said, Rachel, oh my God, I had a dream about this lady, Jamie. And she goes, what? And I told her the whole dream. And she goes, that was weird. I said, yeah, I know. Okay, that's it. That's right. <laughs> no kidding. Four weeks later, Rachel gets a call from Jamie at about five o'clock. She's downtown drunk, drunk. And her job just fired her because she was drunk on the job. Jamie tried to call somebody, but the only number that would come up on her register was Rachel's number. And she just thought that maybe it's because she was drunk, but all she could see was Rachel's number. Rachel's number. Rachel calls me. She goes, Mom, I, I want to cry about it. Mom, your dream is manifesting. And I said, what? And she goes, Jamie just called me. She's drunk, and she needs somebody to pick her up, and I'm the only person that can come do it. 
She, I said, go do it. I'll meet you at her house. So we met at the house. Jamie, I, I haven't even had phys- much physical. I didn't know this person like that. She came up, fell into my body. You felt the power of the Lord dropped on us. Not, that night, we put on a pot of coffee. I stayed up with her most of the night, and I ministered to her. She got saved, and I ministered to that night, all because I knew it was my assignment. And she, the baby, the moment when I was sitting down, the Lord said the baby was the alcoholism that was in her, and she just got delivered from. That woman now, it's she, and then the Lord, it's so beautiful. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. When we spend time with God, God shows you something. But then it could mean you just have to go and trust. That didn't mean I knew what my assignment was, but I knew her face. And right when it happened, and Rachel, I heard it in her words, Mom, your dream, the Lord did have me tell Rachel. So Rachel would call, do you get what I'm saying? So it was awesome. And so I give Rachel a lot of, because some, in Isaiah 61, it says, when it is time for you to receive Jesus' salvation, he already has put it in the heart of men, the one who's going to bring you into your salvation. He already has the one who's going to converse you into the conversion of Christ. Look at Paul. Paul met the Lord on the road to Damascus, but he met Aeneas, had to lay hands on him for his conversion to see. See, so man is always involved in our movements. How much does the enemy make it work where we won't even go to a man? Come on where we, we get saved and then we just want to figure it out with God ourselves when God already says, I have a man already in a line that's already saw your face and already knows where, that you just know you know there's something about that person. And it's all going to work out because that's how God, that's how awesome God is. So I think it's important to remember that eternity, there's no time. Jamie's deliverance, her save, her time of receiving salvation and her conversion all happened here. She even worked for me as a real estate agent. And it was time for her to go. The Lord gave me a dream. It was incredible. I was praying about the real estate agents. And the Lord showed me that Jamie was a good agent too. She became a great agent. And I had to write her a letter for her to even get a license because she had so many DUIs. But let me tell you something. She got that license like nothing. Like you, God blessed her with that. But when she was going to leave, it was incredible. I got a dream of a moving van, and I was moving furniture in it. And the first thing, you you know, selfishly, am I moving? Right? I talk in my visions now before. I would just try to capture them. Now I can converse in them. You know what I mean? Because I understand how God communicates with Lee, you know? But I can tell you, he communicates the same with all of you, to see something. All right? And so Jamie was in the vision, but I didn't think Jamie was moving. And then all of a sudden, I came into the office one day. And I just felt it in my inner core that Jamie would be released. And it was weird. So I didn't do anything about it for months. I just let it go on, let it go on. And one day we did a real estate demonstration here. And I put people around me. And behind them I said, move. This is so crazy. It like came out. It pierced Jamie. The Lord already told her she needed to move. But that's, that's how I grabbed you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but let me tell you something. He does that for all of us. See, he's not a respecter of persons. He wants all of us to get into that place so that we can really see our assignment. That doesn't mean I have to go look for it. We don't even have to go look for it. 
If it's done, that's what I'm trying to say. Eternity, there's no time. Eternity is already in the present. So if it's already there, if it's not coming to us, he's working on us. We've got to sit down. (laughs) He is working on us because it might not be something that that person can receive yet. It might not be something you can receive that. But he says eternity is his dwelling place. So if you are establishing your environment to respect and reverence God, if you are entering into the secret place through praise and thanksgiving with a contrite and heart spirit, then you know he is molding you to show you something. See, this is where I think it's interesting. How do you see God? How do you hear God? Sometimes it's what I see and how he uses me to express it. That's how I hear God. See, it's not always an audible voice. See, isn't that deep connection? Because how many people have said, I haven't heard God today. I haven't heard God today. Well, what did you see? If you saw, then you heard him because the word says that God gave a vision to Ananias and he said what he saw. God didn't say, go to Saul, go do this. Man, we can make that up, but that's not what the word says. The word says, the Lord said in a vision. Doesn't mean he said a word. Oh, it's my big revelation for the past couple of weeks. Like, it's not that I didn't get it. It's like, it's all come together. It's all come together in a way. So we don't want to create anything that's not of him. That's why we've been zealous. We've all made mistakes. I said to you before, when I was young, I'd be like the chip thing. Great. I'm added all together. But all I did is I added the earth into it and it didn't yield a harvest that night because I didn't do it. I didn't do what God showed me to do. Because I created my own understanding to it. And you can't do anything in your own understanding when God shows it to you. So I am telling you, when you rest, write out what you see and then rest. Because if it's done in eternity, it's done on earth. You just got to wait. Do you know what I'm saying? You got to wait for that. So it's beautiful. The word says Hebrews 11, 11, 6. I want to remind everybody, this is so awesome. Hebrews eleven six. It says, but without faith. Man, we got to do this in faith every day. Because sometimes our, our praise and our entering into the secret place, I'll tell you, that takes faith to wake up and never do that when you don't feel him and you don't smell him and you don't see him and he's showing you nothing. Okay? So you, have, But without faith, it is what? Impossible. So that means the measure of your faith is going to be how he shows and talks to you, okay? If you're always talking it down, I'm never going to get healed, I'm never going to get healed, guess what? You're not going to see your healing in the spirit. Do you know what I mean? That's why I know people think I'm crazy. Because when I hear somebody sick, I go, yay! Right? Because if somebody's telling me they're sick, then that means there is something on it. Because my life is not my own. I work the ministry and the business. Other than that, I do nothing else. I go home, I don't have a TV. I live in my Bible. I want, for my heart, I want my clarity to be so clear when I know something's my assignment. Because when I know it's my assignment, I smile like a big smile. Why? Because I already know it's done. It just may not seem done on the earth. I know it's done. Isn't that awesome? I remember when the Lord said, okay, I'm moving you to Mamie. It was awesome. It was like I looked at Mamie. It didn't make a difference what Mamie was going through. I was like, it's already done. Because now he keeps showing me all this stuff about Mamie, right? It was crazy. But it was awesome. Like, Mamie could come and tell me something. I'd be like, okay. You know, like, it was like, I couldn't even listen to the circumstance. 
It was like, let's get to God. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's how it is sometimes because that's where God says, I'll send somebody right in your season to help you. And they're not going to be sitting there, the little violins. I feel sorry for you. No, they're excited because they wouldn't even be in your path if you weren't supposed to make it. Come on, right? If we can get people excited that walk through the store randomly, like a Robin, you know, I just, I mean, everybody that walks in randomly, you just got to smile because somebody in this place knows something about that person, (laughs) you know, but we have to be open and know that's how God uses us. He wants us to remember eternity is now. Eternity is today. That means there's something, if you did not worship God this morning, there's something that you might have missed. Don't feel bad because it's still where? It's still an eternity. So it doesn't, when you, when we get our praise and worship and our prayer life with him on, he does, it says, I don't decide who I show it to. It says those who diligently seek me. If you ask, you'll get an answer. If you, if you seek, you'll what? Find. If you knock, that means if you stay persistent about it, something, a door is going to open for you to see something. Come on. You don't open a door to hear someone's voice. You open the door so you can see what's going on the other side. Okay. So we have to remember that. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must what? Believe that he is and he is now. We get so messed up. We think he is now means we get everything now. Oh, we're not prepared to receive everything now. We have to have faith and believe what he showed us in eternity. And we have to know that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, remember, awards, rewards come in all different fashions. If we have the spirit, the soul, and the body, then rewards come spiritually, they come soulfully, and they become in your body. That's what I love about watching the marriages in this place. When marriages get onto this, I get so excited because they not only experience rewards spiritually, together, they, spirit, they experience soulfully together, and they have physical experiences together. Isn't that awesome? Man, I can't wait to get married. In eternity, this is what we have to remember. I say that all the time because I believe. Do you know what I mean? In eternity, there is no veil. See, Jesus died and what tore? The veil. The veil veil came from the holy place to the holy of holies. So when the veil was torn, that means we had the right to experience all things of eternity. Doesn't mean we're matured enough to get it yet, but he wants us to mature in the body. We have to move from the elementary principles of Christ and break into this next relationship of maturity. And you know, you're going to be matured so you can experience behind the veil. Every dispensational year, every time time goes by, that means God releases more of him so we can experience more behind the veil. See, not everybody's experienced everything behind the veil because it takes time. It takes relationship because he gives it to those who press into it by faith. Doesn't this make you all want to get up and worship tomorrow morning like major? You know what I mean? (laughs) We got to start cultivating your field. Start cultivating your field because there hits a point. There's no veil. That means when it's time for him to really show you something, there's no veil veil between you and that holy of holies, that place And he's going to, and I'm going to tell you, when it descends, it comes like waves and things cannot stop moving in your life. That's how you know 
you're about to have an experience in the, in the heavenlies. Because you spent your, you sowed your time in the secret place. He showed you things. You've done what he's done. You sowed. And now it's time for the ingat, the reaping to come. See, everybody, whatever measure you sow into is the measure you're going to receive for your season. So guess what the awesome thing is? We go through a season every year. There is something every year. So if you don't think you went into it hard this season, go after God this next year. Because everybody, hey, let me tell you something. How do you know you're, you're receiving? Because right now you, you know you're receiving because there's oppositions all around. That means there are things making the devil saying, oh, no. The, the one thing that you want in your heart. Do you know what I mean? I love Kim because Kim prays for her husband all the time. And she can never give up because it's, it's already been seen. So if it's already been seen, then God will release the season. But she can't be perfect enough to receive it. None of us can be perfect enough to receive it. I just want to ask, did you see it? None of us are perfect enough to receive what God has for us, but did you see it? If somebody else tells it to you and you didn't see it, then you are working on something that you've got to be really careful about because that'd be the enemy involved, even though it could be a great, awesome Christian person. What are you seeing? And when somebody is used as a witness, when the power, remember, when the Holy Spirit, when you receive the power comes upon a person to come say something to you, you know it's for you because your spirit is dancing like crazy. Your spirit is just all over. This is why I'm not really into the prophecy thing so much. Like, I mean, I believe in prophecy, but I mean, like, when you go to these places, everybody wants to tell you something. Have you been like that? Everybody wants to tell you something. But then your knower isn't doing anything. Do you know what I'm talking about? Your know, whatever measure of your knower that's matured in you, your knower is going to do something, okay? So I remember one time, I, this guy came up, he's going to prophesy me, and I was like, all right, he's going to say everything he's saying to everybody else, and he did. Some of you were here, I don't know if you were, you were here that night. He started, oh, you were next to me. And I was just like, all right, I'm looking at this person, and he's telling me everything he just told everybody else, and I wasn't, and I heard the Lord, I did, I heard from the inside of my spirit, now close your eyes. I'm telling you, I closed my eyes, and all of a sudden, my insides were about to burst out. I fell on the floor, and then, boy, the whole room went silent. You remember that? And then, boom, the, the prophecy came out. So the man was a true prophet. But it has to connect with what's already in you. And he said two things that the Lord already showed me. And one of the things that's most important to my heart is he said that somebody in your family is so deep and dark, but God was still going to release him because you've already released the prayer. And you've already set it out, and it's done. And that's my mother. And so the one thing, he wouldn't have known that. And so when I say it, I feel the anointing of God when I say it. She is going to be released. Yes. Because God's already showed me her release when I first came into this ministry. Amen. I saw her set free. And I saw it. Me and Rachel go to the door, and it's like all hell pours onto us out of this door. But she gets set free. So I, I, I have no hurt about something that could be so I could really sit and be a victim of something and I'm not a victim because guess what he or showed me he didn't tell me I saw it so whenever that season is I know that woman's not dying until that season comes do you see what I'm saying that's what it says but without faith it's impossible to please him why did he write that verse he wrote that verse so you would believe what you saw and you stand as that pillar that is so sure on what's going to happen. Come on. Even for each other. 
It's not just for us. It's for what we believe for each other. Do you know what I mean? When we start hearing, we can hear through people. But then what you see is so powerful. And you got to decide, are you going to stand on what you saw? Because that doesn't mean it's an easy ride. That's not. That's why you cannot come without faith. There is nothing in here that somebody's not holding on or believing in right now that you don't have to have the faith that you know you saw it in the secret place. Come on. You have to know you saw it in the secret place. Then what happens next? Then it gets witnessed. Somebody, the power will come down on somebody and they'll witness to that. See, you can't just work off what you see. Now you've got to wait for those who are witnessing him. Okay, we move by witness. Then there's a release. That means there is somebody that's working close to you. Look, look at Jamie. The Lord aligned me with Jamie. And the Lord, when she had to move, I had a vision. She had a dream about it. It was all on, right? But I didn't know that she wasn't talking to me. It's when I said for the real estate agents, I was going to do a demonstration on how to farm out work. And I put different real estate agents and I said, I was telling one to go move this way, one to go move that, do their territories. But when I went behind Jamie and I said, move, it hit both of us. Do you see how God set that demonstration up to, to release her, to release her. So that was her third witness. She already got it in her spirit. Things were already coming towards her. She got the witness, but she didn't get the release. How many of us, come on. Sometimes we've seen it and we've just done it and it didn't feel right. It's like, that didn't feel right, right? Then there are times that we, we, we see it, we get the witness and then we just go do it, right? And then we still feel like that didn't work out. Do you know what I mean? I know I, I'm moving by witness, but then how many people know how it feels to be released? It's when you know that release because it's a liberty that you're just like, and it's not false. In fact, it's a faith and move of grace you can't even control in your body. It's like boom, and it just goes. And see, God knows that the only way that we can experience these things is by entering in through worship and, by st and recognizing that he is, lives in eternity, that there's no time. We live in time. His eternity, it's all there. That's what I'm saying. If you are entering into the secret place, if you're worshiping and you're praying to God and you're praying as God, if you pray for others, if you pray as God shows you how to pray. Now, he already says, if you don't know what to pray, I've got words that you can say. Do you know what I'm saying? But he says, I'll give you what to pray, whether it's in spirit, like in tongues or if it's your own voice. He's going to give it to you and it has the same power, you know? So, but he's going to get what he needs to get said and put in the atmosphere. But if we don't enter into that relationship, then you're being tossed to and fro and you don't know what the next day is. And even if you don't think, even if you think you are in a relationship and you don't know what the next day is, then there's something he's got to heal. So that, like I told you about the man who was in the secret place, but they put a bag, the Lord put a bag over and lifted his body up so he could feel the Holy of Holies. But then when he brought him down, and I remember when he came to me, he was like, it's like I could feel it, but I couldn't see it. And I went like this. Wow, this guy's going to have a serious experience, and he's going to see. God's trying to take something, unveil his face. Do you get it? 
to get into that special, that holy of holies, that place where because we've diligently seeked him, he rewards us. And let me tell you, it's not because we do it perfect. It's just because we come boldly to his throne. It's because we come in mercy in times of, I love it. Some of the best testimonies are, man, this came to me and I didn't even deserve it. Do you know what I mean? But it was God because you had to have done something right. You, I mean, you had to have done something in your relationship with him right. So we can't, hey, if we can't judge when we receive, then we can't judge if we've qualified. We can't even judge that we've qualified. That's why we, we're, that's why what kills a church? Gossip. Because what does gossip do? You got, hey, remember, everybody's prophetic. <laughs> hey, God said everybody's a teacher. Hey, at, prophecy is in all three of the gifts. I don't care. I mean, the only different one that has different is a prophetic office to move the body of Christ. But everybody's prophetic. So if you get into a church and people's prophecy is all on, right? But yet they're gossiping about people constantly. That is dangerous. Because why? That's, what, that's what's got to stop in the church. Gossip. Gossip has got to stop. It's got to be love. How will you know the true sons and daughters of God? They, by their love. They love one another through their changes. I love people so much that when they come to me and tell me, I think that God's telling me to do this. I don't say anything. That is love. If I tried to look at it and fit it in the world and tell them how to make it in the world, I'd be missing it. But if I'm willing to wait on the Spirit, and if God showed me something, like I know I've had time for God to show me something, and then the Lord had me go talk to the person about a part of it. And that was all that person needed. And I'm going to tell you, and then he uses you to stand in the gap. See, when our prayers become so strong for God that we become where we stand in the gap in the vision, the Lord has showed me blocking a person to protect another person. See, God, that's, that means I've come to a level he'll say, I can use you to stand in a gap. So, and I know that everybody have experienced that to a measure because when we, when the moment we get an unction to want to pray for somebody, you're standing in the gap. And I know everybody in here has prayed for somebody. But when you get a vision where you see yourself protecting somebody, I am telling you, you don't have to go up. I don't have to see that person and go, every time I see him, exactly. you know? That's not what God's telling me to do. God's not telling me to do that. God's showing me something. And in that, do you know what I mean? God will choose how to witness it and move it. See, that's what we make a mistake. What we see is what we do when what we see is what we're supposed to say. <laughs> we're supposed to say it as the unction of the Lord comes down on you to witness it at that moment. Man, see, God is going to build. Can he trust you? You want to build a deep prayer life? I'm going to tell you something. If you truly are supposed to intercede for something, you're not going to get sick. If you intercede for something you've decided to intercede for and you didn't see it, you've just let yourself into open realms. I remember when the Lord told me to show me that a couple years ago. I didn't ask you to pray for that. I was praying for bitterness. This is too funny. And I was studying about bitterness and something just came to my spirit. It said, bitterness says, ow. Like you ever get near somebody who's really bitter and you touch them and they go, ow. Like they can't even take the touch. Well, I, start, I was like, I'm just going to pray. I, I did not get the unction. I just said, I'm going to pray for bitterness. I'm going to pray for bitterness. No kidding. I turned around in my car to go reach for something. I went, ow. And my neck, and I was, it was immobilized. I came in here. Do you remember that, Mamie? 
I came in here, I was like, and I couldn't even, I couldn't drive. I couldn't move. Gene and I had all these meetings this day. I'm like this. Yeah, yeah. And then I would turn. You know how like you ever had that where you turn? And then you just want to cry because it hurt so bad. And then Gene, I was in here. Francis goes, I said, Francis, I'm going in here and pray. I'm like, Lord, Lord, you know. I'm like, what did I do wrong? And this is where the Lord gave me the revelation. You started praying for something that I didn't ask you to pray for. And you opened yourself out because that doesn't mean something wasn't whole in me. Do you see what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with identifying that something's not whole in you. I love when I find out something's not whole in me. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to tell everybody about it. I'm going to study on it because that means if you showed it to me, that means I got to get it in. So obviously, there is some bitterness that Lee had to deal with, right? So all day long, Gene comes in. He goes, ooh, what's wrong with you? I said, bitterness, bitterness. <laughs> I'm like, bitterness. I said, I think I have bitterness. <laughs> I'm bitter about this, right? So anyway, but it was so cool because it really did. And I'm telling you something. Once I went at home that night, I prayed. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Let Work the bitterness out of me. Do you know that thing lifted? Because now I identified it and I was like, I'm not, that's not me. Yeah, that, that I'm going to start meditating on those verses of bitterness. And I'm going to tell you, I felt things, that lifted off, no problem. And then I, I, I really asked about the Lord to share with me the experience. And then in my time, how the Lord speaks to me is he'll show me verses to explain things. And that's how he communicates when I ask a question. I don't even have to think about it. I could say, Lord, show me something about this today. Tomorrow I'll open up to the word right, and I'll be right about that. Like it's amazing how he wants to communicate with us. So anyway, he showed me that I had an open hole and that he didn't show me to do that. And I had that open hole. So I let that come upon me. Now, God used it for me to learn something, okay? He taught me. So I learned not to enter in. If I'm going to be used as an intercession and to stand in the gap, stand in the gap for what he shows, what I show you. And then the prayer just comes out fluently. I can write a prayer, and it just comes out so fluently, and I'm not even working at it. But, and it has his word, word I don't even think I have memorized, but it just it comes up. So I just want to encourage everybody, because if you're, wherever you're at, I know there's something that God has shown you, but our body rejects it. Don't reject. Just know if he showed it to you in eternity, then it will manifest in the present. Okay? So I want you to start. I want everybody to really start pressing in. Because for this next season, for the next year, 2017, everybody's already receiving now what they're supposed to be receiving. And everybody's awesome testimonies in this house about people's experiences. But really press in and just say, hey, I am not going to give up. I'm going to keep pressing in, and I'm going to be happy with whatever you show me. Show me. Show me. And if you don't, you know what I mean? We can talk to God like that. You know, show me what I need to know. But he'll start showing you things about other people. See, he does test us on how we will take care of another. He doesn't give up on that. The, the best thing we can receive is because we've prayed for another. Marriages, one of the best things you can do in a marriage is pray for the spouse. Because why? You don't have to see that. That was already set. The day you got married, it was already set in the heavens. So now you have a responsibility to do that. There's not a question. Do you know what I mean? But look what the two people can manifest. It's amazing when I see a husband and wife and they both see the same thing. Come on. Hey, I don't know if you guys know. What time is it? What's the time check? I just want to give this quick thing. I love Anika and Mike because, uh, Chris, Pastor Mike, I always forget he has a first name, not pastor, right? But the cool thing is um, about Pastor Mike is 
This was when there was no cell phones. Do you mind if I just tell this little portion? And I, was, I had dinner with them recently, and this testimony really overtook my heart because in a time where there was no cell phones, you still had to go to the rotary phones. You know what I mean? If somebody said they were calling you, you didn't get to talk to them in between. You didn't get to text them, hey, I'll call you five minutes late. Okay? Well, they, he already had known Anika from college, and there was already a sensing that they thought they were supposed to be married, but she honestly didn't really care for him, and he really kind of liked her, but she didn't give him what he wanted, so it really was kind of all a cute little thing going on. But that's, that's just normal, normal at that age. Okay, how many years later? Okay, so three, four years after college, he is sitting in a church, and he hears, go to the church phone. He said, Anika is going to be calling you. He's like Anika who, right? <laughs> Which, no offense, he really thought that Anika might have been his wife when he met her the several years ago, but he had not gotten married. But the way she rejected him, he didn't really think very much about it, okay? So he, so he heard that in his spirit, okay? Now, watch this. Anika had a vision and a dream about something about Pastor Mike. And the Lord told her in the, he, she told her in the vision to call him. And she's like, why am I going to call him? I don't, I'm not this guy. You know what I mean? But she was very obedient to what she saw. And when she called, he was sitting there waiting at the phone. Now, keep in mind, I don't know if, how many can relate to this. I'm from his generation. The only way that we had one phone in the house. And when it rang, everybody ran to it. Do you know what I mean? Who is it for, right? But then when you said you called somebody, you called them on time, right? You called them on time because you know they're going to be sitting, waiting by the phone. Now, if that marriage wasn't already done in eternity, if it wasn't done in eternity and he saw it first, she saw it later. But when it was time for it to manifest in the earth, then what happened? He was waiting by a phone, and she called, and he answered, and it was, I mean, come on. When I, I was like, man, you are doing royal relationships. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I am sitting here, poor, I mean, I, I'm just like this. Like, I know when something's from eternity. Why, how do you know when, some, when somebody gives a testimony it's from eternity? Do you feel it every, did you Noah. not, did you just not feel it? The Noah. The Noah, Noah. right. Didn't you all just receive that? Did you? But now here's the cool thing. When something's of eternity and it's time for it to be on earth, the presence descends down, but then the earth has to spring up and meet it. And we sit in the middle. I'm telling you, that's, I'm just telling you from experience. When it is time for the power of the Holy, for me to receive something, I am standing there. I can feel the presence come. And then all of a sudden, you can feel it come right. The earth has to yield its increase. And then when two become one, it's like an explosion. When faith and love meet, it is solidified. When peace and righteousness meet, they kiss. Okay? Well, when that explosion happens, that's why the important thing about sonship that's so important is learning how to walk in his way. See, today we just talked about his way. See, we don't move unless there is peace on it. We got to stay in the way. And I'm going to tell you something. And when something's not in his way, no man 
can make it come to pass if it's already done in eternity. If you want to just not agree with or spend time with God, then you're still you're going to be so tormented because you could be living in your destiny and you could be tormented because you're not in agreement with doing it with what's in eternity. You can be and you're so miserable. That's what when people come in here miserable. Yeah, I'm excited. Miserable is the best. Miserable is really the best place to be because that means you half your hand is on the thing that's eternity. But the other part of you have not come into the alignment of it. So you're trying to get the two to meet and then they miss. People say to you things and they miss. Do you know what I'm saying? You got a knower. If Christ is in you, you know it. But you can't boast on it. You can't brag about it. You have to hold it and let, remember, who releases? Who is the releaser? The Father. Only the Father. No other has the, I don't have the authority unless something bubbles up. And usually when he uses me, I have no idea. And then I love telling the testimony afterwards. Because when I tell the testimony, every time I tell a testimony that's eternity, uh, as I'm telling it, I feel the presence descend. And I feel the earth come up and help me tell it. And no matter what, when you tell it, my body's burning up now. Telling all the eternity rotations that have happened. So everybody should want to be getting it. We can enter in so easily to eternity, but you got to do it every day because if you do it every day, then you know, you know, but you do but you hold it. You let it mature. You let it become and let the earth come up and spring it in. And then boy, when we start living like that, man, I know it's hard for, we to call them emeralds here. Emerald personalities is tough because if you got to be a planner a day planner person. Oh, it's tough, right? I thank God that I have, there's a test that we take and an emerald is a person who loves facts and figures and they tend to only move by facts and figures and they only move by what they think that, you know, we can get so stuck in the world, the world's way. And that's why there is nothing we can ever do wrong because God will always turn everything to the right. But if we try to plan God, we've missed him. We really have missed him. You know what I mean? But that's cool because he lets us plan and then he lets that plan die. Because the one thing he says with eternity, eternity is everlasting life. So there's only everlasting life on what you see. And, you know, how many times has he released something and we didn't grasp it? But I'll tell you, when you do grasp it, he is quickly to bring that to you, whether it's in season or out of season. I'm serious. Mamie experienced that. Her house was not for her the when she got it. Her house was already already manifest in heaven and already manifested on earth. But at the time, it was hard to see that. A woman wanted to, a woman came to me and says, I'm putting her, I, will, I think that this, these people are supposed to live in my house with me. And they were like, no way. Well, I, it bared witness with me. But they were kind of still going through. It wasn't that they couldn't receive it. But anyway, that's the house they're in now that they could have already had because the woman ended up moving and would have left them in the house. Right. Yeah. That's how I knew Jamie grew in the spirit. And then it was awesome. She got had to move. And the whole time she kept telling to me for months, I know that Carl and Mamie are supposed to live with me. But Carl and Mamie were so tired of living with another person that they just wanted their own place. So it wasn't anything of fault, but God didn't hold back what was in eternity. See, that's what was so amazing. The most amazing thing was when Jamie came and told me, I was like, okay. But then here, I put a renter in there for $1,800 a month, for $1,800 a month. And then all of a sudden, this guy stops paying rent. 
right when the time God released, he said, they're ready for the house. I didn't have to do anything. This guy said, I'm not paying rent. I put him, I put him in for dispossessory. He doesn't show up for court. And Mamie comes to me. I think that house is vacant. I said, well, do not go out there until I get my police officer and my papers, right? She doesn't listen because she's now flown with faith. She goes out to that house. She said, Lee, it's empty. I was like, all right. And Jamie was so firm. That house gets rented for $2,000 a month. And then she puts them in it. I mean, she's, she, this house is theirs. Do you know what I mean? But it's like every, when I said, Mamie and Carl need a place, you know, when that came to her, she was like, it's theirs. Not for, not for the money of the world. See, that's what I'm saying. She, who knows? Remember, we live in a time of sowing and reaping, not, not buying and selling. That house could not be bought. It's not anything with him is anything is there is something. Everybody in here has something reaping toward you right now. How many people want it? How many people want it? It's already coming towards you. Say in the name of Jesus. No, actually, we did it wrong. Father, I ask you to draw me towards you so that I can receive what's already eternity waiting for me in the mighty name of Jesus. I am open to see what you have for me. Lord, help me speak only what I see. In eternity, in eternity, in the secret place, the secret place with, you, with you, in Jesus' mighty, in Jesus name. mighty name. I'm telling you, it's done. It is done. You know, I want to remind you one thing. If you think that you can't see, I'm going to leave you on this one thing. The only thing that veils you to see is your flesh. So anything you're trying to figure out on your own, shut it down. Because that's the only thing that blocks your ability to see. It's your flesh. And I'm telling you, even though that this has been, I have had experiences operating in me, the Lord just landed on me a week and a half ago with this whole thing about seeing. About seeing, but that the words that we hear, we can hear things up there. But he really, sometimes when we say, I didn't hear it and I wish I wrote it down, it's only because he really just wants you to what? Speak what you saw. Because the way you speak what you saw versus what you hear can be two different, it's two different, two different mediums, two different manipulatives. Our voice and our eyes, they manipulate things differently. So, but it's our awesome personality that he uses to get us to speak something. Because I could look at a picture and see something different. Like I said, Pastor Mike could look at a different and see something what else I didn't see. Isn't that awesome? Come on. When we look in the mirror ourselves, we see what we want to see. But when we look in the mirror, God wants us to see something else. He wants to see something else. He wants us to see what he sees. He also, here, you'll love this other, I'll leave you, this is also another revelation. Do you know in the word, this really got me. I'm not full on this, but it's a starter. Do you know how when he says, pay Caesar what Caesars do? Why did Jesus say that? He was looking at the coin. And, he, and somebody said, do you, should you pay taxes? And he, he has a coin. He threw the coin. He said, pay Caesars what Caesars do. Well, what does that mean? Who's, right, whose money system was it? Caesars. Whose face was on it? Okay, here's something deep. Ready? I don't know who to use. Come here, Tierra. No, I'm sure this is, this is something that's so awesome. 
So if the Lord said, should I pay taxes, right? And he says, give Caesar what Caesar's do, because who's, whose face is on it? Caesar. So when I meet Tierra, when I meet Tierra, and Tierra comes to me, and then the next part of that verse is, now pay to God what's due to God. So when I look at the face of another person, then I have to give God back what God has anointed me to do with Tierra. Because in her face is God. Because we're created in his image. So I have to give what's due to Tierra. What God, I have to pay to God what is due to God. You know what I'm saying? So when we are in front of people, we have to pay that person what's due them. I just got that this week. That was awesome. So when we go, when you have to remember, God's already going to show things, but he's also going to really work this love in you that then you can look into somebody and I can see everything that's God in Tierra. I can see everything that's God in Kim. I can see everything that's God in Robin and Monica and everybody across. I can see God in them. Do you know what I mean? Because we're created in the image of God, but that doesn't mean our soul is in the likeness of Christ yet. But I still have to give that person what's due. Man, go home to your marriages now, right? You know, you got to go home or go home to your children. Man, I'm thinking about that because Rachel's going through a tough time, but I got to give her what is the image of God. Not if I want to be in a bad mood and don't like something that's going on in the house. You get what I'm saying? All right, so we'll leave on that. On that love. All right, I love you guys. I want to obey God. Can you cut that up a little bit, please? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want everybody to point their hands towards me. Father, we thank you for this awesome, awesome gift that you have blessed us with. We ask now, God, that you, Lord, will continue, Lord, to bless her. Strengthen her, oh God. Continue to pour into her revelation as she pour into your church and into your people. We thank you right now, the Lord God, because we're steps closer to you, even in a greater measure, because of the impartation that she has released on tonight. We ask God that you, Lord, will continue to bless her household as she bless yours. Thank you right now, God, thank for you, your Lord. divine protection thank you, Lord Jesus. and how you watch over her and keep her. Continue, Lord, to take her in heights and in depths in you. Continue, Lord, to release the anointing, God, that flows out of her, God, into the body. Thank you right now, the Lord, for the awesome touch that we all have received tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise your name. Thank you, and we Lord. magnify you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your precious son, Jesus' name. Thank you, name. Jesus' name. Thank you again, Thank God. Thank you, Lord. And bless her. Thank you. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you, Lord.